0: What's up, QAA listeners? The fun games have begun. I found a way to connect to the internet. I'm sorry, boy. 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 Welcome, listener, to premium chapter 154 of the QAnon Anonymous podcast, the NFTs and Bored Apes episode. As always, we are your hosts, Jake Rokotansky, Julian Fields, and Liv Agar. What if you invented a way to own something
1: that only really existed digitally? That sounds like it might be very helpful to artists finding it difficult to make a living despite their work receiving widespread attention. Thinking of Matt Fury, the inventor of Pepe, for example. But what if the invention, instead of ushering in a new age of patronage, was immediately consumed by an onslaught of shittily drawn board apes with little artistic value? What if given the choice, the people filled the mocha with Funko Pops? In this episode, Liv Agar goes on an exploration of the brave new world on the blockchain, a world on the precipice of ushering in Nisara and Jisara levels of financial prosperity for every single global citizen, even you. Now remember, this episode is both financial advice and an order issued by Liv to invest every cent you own in Bored Apes. That's right. So before we jump into that, I wanted to get ourselves started by watching this short video posted by one Waka Flocka Flame. Who is finding out that some of his apes and other digital figurines were recently <laughs> stolen?
0: This is the best. Uh, the, every time I hear Waka Flocka's name mentioned, all I can think of is the picture of him after he ate too many edibles and he's in the <laughs> back of an ambulance. <laughs> 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 and he's got, like, the most satisfied smile on his face, but he's just laid out on a gurney. Oh, oh Incredible. Long live Waka Flocka.
2: Yo, this is fake. This is fake. This is fake. This is fake. They popped up in my wallet. I clicked on it to delete it. Immediately, they stole 19 grand. Happily, I just started this wallet, but they already stole 19,000 out of it. Need fucking help immediately. Damn, that that's so unfortunate. I wish there was some, like, central authority. To give you back your rightfully owned NFTs. How does somebody even steal
0: something out of an OpenSea wall? Like, it doesn't that defeat the entire purpose? It's all just like a
1: password away. That's the problem oftentimes yeah. if it's contained in an OpenSea account.
0: Yeah, but anyways, it is very
1: funny to hear Waka uh, basically call for the centralized police to intervene. <laughs> on his decentralized monkey figurine, I need help immediately. Like his hand is hovering over the ugliest images you can find oh, yeah. on the internet. <laughs> it looks like art.
2: I mean, this is also indicative of like people who are getting into NFTs that don't even understand the initial gimmick that it's decentralized. Yeah. They're like, what, NFT cops, can you please give me back my NFT? Yeah,
1: private company that's brokering this decentralized stuff. Like you, you surely have some control over this system, right? Oh no? You don't? Oh.
2: yeah, Oops. NFTs or fart for the age of mechanical reproduction. NFTs are currently all the rage. Campbell Soup made one, so did Doritos. Jimmy Fallon had an ape NFT as his Twitter avatar. So why did they come into mainstream relevance so quickly? And what's the use of being able to own a digital image if anyone can just right-click and save it? The best way to look at NFTs is how they relate to art, and specifically how they facilitate the sale of digital art. Anyone at least vaguely familiar with the international art world likely knows how important money is to how major works of art are seen. Investing in artwork has been a profitable business pursuit for the super rich for a long time. Only previously, one had to acquire legal ownership over, say, a physical painting in order to make an investment. You couldn't say you owned a JPEG of Les Demoiselles d'Avignon and sell it on the market. (laughs) This all changed with the introduction of NFTs, a technology that gives investors in the art world the capacity to have even more vapid and greedy attitudes to the art that they purchase. If one is unfamiliar with what an NFT is, and God bless you if you are, it stands for Non-Fungible Token. It's a way to use cryptocurrency technology, called the blockchain, to signify digital ownership of, say, a video, image, audio file, GIF, etc. Like cryptocurrency, the ownership mechanism is public and decentralized meaning one central institution does not decide who owns something and who doesn't. Theoretically, This is quite interesting for digital artists. If you make an interesting work of digital art, so anything that's just a file on a computer, it is quite a lot harder to claim legal ownership of it compared to, say, someone who makes a painting. With an NFT, an artist can mint their digital file on the blockchain to publicly own and sell their work. Yeah, and I do think that's very
1: useful. I mean, like I said, the creator of Pepe, who for years had his work just passed around, people made money off it, people misinterpreted it. Uh, Matt Fury, he now runs a website with really cool, like animated, really elaborate like Pepe NFTs. And I can see the value there. There are artists for for whom this is a valuable mechanism. Um, Having said that, like it would have been valuable whether it was related to a blockchain or not. You know, there could have been a million other ways to, uh, you know, create digital ownership certificates uh, that are decentralized for um, these pieces of work. But the reason why it is done through NFTs and the blockchain is where things get
2: Uglier. NFTs obviously aren't a particularly meaningful solution to the problem of digital ownership of, say, an image, in the respect that if you make a really cool digital painting, even if it says you own it on the blockchain, I can right click and save that image. It will also be on my computer. I can open the image every now and again and enjoy its aesthetic qualities just as you do, the legal owner of the image. This is entirely unlike traditional legal ownership of, let's say, a painting. If I legally own a Picasso and you come and steal it, I can tell Johnny Law that I am the owner and can send you to jail um this is not the case if you walk a flock of flame no and your nfts get stolen
1: but wouldn't the equivalent be like you go through a museum and someone else owns the picasso and you're allowed to like look at it but also i guess the museum's open all the time and you can be a one one person museum these these analogies are going great
2: so i yeah i think we need to the the problem with my analogy is that it wasn't <laughs> advanced enough (laughs) (laughs) i need a whole page (laughs) setting up this analogy Mm -hmm. let's say that let's say that there are two train tracks one of which
1: (laughs) one of which has a bunch of board apes tied to the the rails and the other one has only one human being so is it okay (laughs) okay to just have all these board apes turned into a pulp is it okay because there are many more of them than there are of the real human being but the tokens are very valuable mm-hmm because so run the human being over and then uh cage and sell the board apes i think that's a solution <laughs> i think we, <laughs> we figured it out oh god now seeing nfts and specifically board apes as a kind of uh market for <laughs> these creatures that are being sold into slavery is <laughs> a whole different thing just cages with apes like so fucking bored because they're in a zoo you know?
0: apes with like nike hats and like lipstick and, and like you, you know one of their eyeballs hanging out They're fucking
1: miserable
2: what if we made an <laughs> nft of like a, a consciousness like in black mirror mm-hmm. that's where the thought experiment we have five nfts you know. of a human consciousness on one part of the train track and mm-hmm. one human being <laughs> on the other side
0: what if you had an nft it was
1: a hologram of joe biden that is currently the president then are you the president
0: Very valuable, very valuable NFT, 250K. We'll be exploring a lot more open-ended questions like
2: this. (laughs) But the point I was, I was to get back to the, (laughs) having having ownership of a physical piece of art comes with an aesthetic advantage. You know, no reproduction of a Picasso will be the same as the original, which is entirely not the case for NFTs. So you're probably thinking, what's the point of them? Or maybe you're thinking that I'm a hater. A uh, right-click saver as I heard Mm -hmm. NFT heads call them. Mm -hmm. Why would you want to own an NFT of an artwork if you can just right-click and save the file? One of them is free, and the other costs money.
1: See, this is where I do see the patronage thing as important. Yeah, that's it's true. It's basically a receipt for showing that you you showed patronage to that artist. That that artist was rewarded for this beautiful thing that we can now all enjoy by right clicking. But but you specifically gave them that money, and that's on the blockchain. That's where right. I see it as, as interesting. Instead of this idea of ownership that is immediately downplayed by the right click.
2: <laughs> that's a good point. Yeah, because like if 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 more people had that and. It, attitude about nfts it would just be like oh you right click saved it good i'm glad that more people are seeing this art but but you can see like the territorial and standoffish attitude of most nft holders show like there is this really good implementation of this technology here's how most people are using it instead though
1: Yeah. And also that people buy them to resell them. Like it gets Mm -hmm. sucked into the equivalent of the contemporary art market, which is insane and has just become like a money laundering thing for the rich. And this was like the most fast-tracked transformation to that. It was so clear that that's what was going to be the bulk of transactions. Uh, It's incredible. I bet there are so many like black ops... Uh, teams like funding
0: <laughs> themselves through Bored Apes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And do you guys know about there's this thing called NBA Top Shot where you can own it's a little video of a player's move, whether they make a three pointer or they do a crazy dunk. They turn those into NFTs oh, yeah. and then you can buy them on the oh, market God. and own, like, you know, Derek Rose's layup or whatever. Oh, yeah. I want to own porn like that, like
1: the thrust. It's like <laughs> that is the most beautiful thrust that I've. Never seen. Dude,
0: that's a I fucking own. great idea. Porn NFT, like <laughs> this fucking cum shot is the most explosive.
2: <laughs> it's the most explosive like, oh yeah, I own it on the blockchain. I own it, dude. I, 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 own want, it. I want a professional like, a most prestigious art auction yes. selling an Alexis Texas cream pie for $225 million.
1: I want, I want the Matrix camera to circle around the cum shot because it was shot in like 360 and I'm the only one who gets to own that specific version of that cum shot. Everyone <laughs> (laughs) else just gets the shitty 2d
2: version (laughs) i think that the response of from nft heads about the right click save question is very revealing and an important introduction to the topic of nfts and how they really function one nft appreciator responded to this question by comparing someone who saves the file of an nft to someone who takes a selfie beside a lamborghini without owning it but again This analogy does not work. The NFT owner cannot practically use the digital file any more than the right-click saver. But I think the truth of this analogy is related to the fact that no one would actually buy a Lamborghini for the sake of driving it. You buy a Lambo for the swag of being able to say that you owned it, and maybe also for the sake of a business investment. So NFTs have really nothing to do with any actual use outside of the clout they might give you and the money you might make off of them. So I'm beginning this episode with this breakdown because it explains every aspect of the subject we'll be diving into. What if all the investments in the art world, all the money rich people put into it to make more money, was done for literally no aesthetic benefit? Art Mm -hmm. purely for the sake of having legal ownership of a thing to make money off of it. Profit based purely on clout and hype without any actual practical use being made is perfect for the world we're living in today. So join us as we document the history and use of this wonderful technological invention. The first NFTs were created all the way back in 2012 and were known as color coins. The gimmick behind them is fairly straightforward. What if it was like a Bitcoin, except it was special and not fungible? Fungible being sort of exchangeable. So if you have one Bitcoin in your wallet, it's fungible with another Bitcoin. If you have one color coin, let's say, it's not equivalent to anything else. Sort of like a collector coin that someone keeps because it's a unique mint.
0: You have been listening to a sample of a premium episode of QAnon Anonymous.